Hi everybody, it's Carla uh, welcoming you to Pink Fog Trans in Spain. It's Tuesday afternoon and it's around six o'clock in the evening. Um, I'm here with Rachel. Hi everybody. Hi, Hi Rachel. Um, thanks for listening everybody. Re- We've had really positive feedback from people who have managed to get in touch with us. Um, people are messaging and also sending emails so thank you very much for that um also we've got new listeners in hungary um so if you're listening again um in hungary then thank you very much for listening tell all your friends and uh, and, and listen as much as you can um and also the email address today um sweetlips12 at gmail.com please send us your messages and any suggestions for future podcasts Today, um, we're going to look at something what I've called finding safe spaces. It basically means um, how when you first go out, you like to feel safe and gradually dip your toe in the water and get a bit, a bit more daring as, as things go on. Um, but before we do that, um, what have we been up to in the last week? What have you been up to in the last week, Rachel? Oh, my God. <clears throat> um, well, after Halloween, I got a nasty cold. And you can probably hear me still a bit sniffly, and I do apologise, but even in Spain we get cold because the weather drops, and it's been really cold here. It's dropped down to about 12 degrees. Um, So I had a couple of days in bed with that. Um, Went shopping with my wife at the weekend for stuff for Rachel, which was nice. And I've been shopping with you today, and we bought some bits and pieces. Uh, We went out to a cocktail bar last week, and I think we're going to go there tonight. Um, the highlight for me, this is going to sound silly for people, is I wore a skirt suit for the first time yesterday to a business meeting. And I loved it. I mean, I've always admired women in skirt suits. I've always loved them. And I got one bought for me by my darling wife. And I didn't have an opportunity to wear it because I don't work as such. But the charity shop that I work in and support had a business meeting with the directors and I had my skirt suit on, and I felt a million dollars, and it looked great. Mm. Loved it. Mm. So that was me for this week, really. Powerful, powerful lady. Mm. In your skirt suit at your business meeting. Definitely. Um, well, we we did go to that bar last week. What was it called again? It's called Bar Rame. R A M E. Rame. Really nice, really trendy bar in uh, Tobiaka. And um, then we went for Chinese, didn't we? And we made the mistake of, of having... Um, Too much to eat. Well, yeah, it was the, um, the the set meal for two. Which, which should really be a set four. meal for four people, <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we managed to get through. Um, you, you did. And it rained. Um, it rained. And you had a cold, yeah. And, um, and from Wednesday it did turn cold. And you said 12. It went down to about five, six, seven, eight during the night. Oh, my God. Um, but... About 17, 18, 19 during the day, and it's it's supposed to have been 20, 21 today, and it wasn't too bad, was it? Mm, um, it still feels cold to me. It's a bit cloudy, but it, it wasn't too but bad. But if you think about it, Han, in August it was 47, so that's quite cold for us, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And the good news was, when I was getting ready today, um, and getting ready, we got um, a fan in the bedroom, <laughs> and in August, September, I've got the fan on five on full blast while I'm getting ready. And today, it's, um, even though it's 20, 21 degrees, there's no fan needed. 
so we can get dressed in relative comfort. I've got a heating and one. you've got your little portable gas fire on because it's cold in the apartment. Because once it the, once it drops the temperature, once the, the the sun goes down, it's freezing. Indeed. Um, yeah. Um, and we went to a local Irish bar, didn't we, um, last week, and saw oh, a yes, very dodgy yes. singer who was dodgy until she put Abba on and Rachel got up and danced. And there you go. She was any time Abba's on. We had a saxophone player that was playing the saxophone that didn't even match the song. Do you remember him? He kept blowing that saxophone in the middle of all the songs. You know when, when the saxophone songs like Baker Street and Will You by Hazel O'Connor and all those types of things, well, this was the opposite. This was a song that didn't have a sa- saxophone, but they he kept and he putting it on, in. And he blew it didn't he? Yeah, Every yeah, now and then. Yeah. So that was amazing. <laughs> it's a bit weird. Absolutely amazing. But live music's back. Mm-hmm. Um, just Come a mouse. <laughs> Um, so I've got a new pink, pink jumper to go with my leather skirt tonight, and uh, we did go shopping, and I got some cheap earrings because I've been uh, reliably informed that Father Christmas is going to bring Carla some nice earrings. Mm-hmm. So I got some cheapy ones because I've only had my second ear pierced a month ago. My first ear was pierced when I was eighteen, and um, I've never had a second one. So now I've got some earrings. And uh, and tonight we're out as sisters because we've got the same coloured top on. <laughs> well, we go both wearing leather mini skirts and, and pink, jumpers, pink jumpers, half tucked in and half out, yeah. and little boots and black tights. Yeah. Oh, we're going to cause a bit of a stir, I think tonight. And we're going to go to that. I can never bar remember. Yeah, bar Rame. 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 Nice. I've never met Rame. And we may be joined by nice. Penny, the other tea girl that we met. Yes. 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 Oh, fabulous. And that'll be soon. Okay, right. Today's podcast, Finding Safe Spaces, to explain, it's about tipping your toes in when when we first go out. And the whole part of the point of this podcast is to encourage people who want to go out, to go out, and it's not as bad as you think. Um, I am aware, and we're both aware, that we are very, very fortunate that we've got supportive partners, and that a lot of people who come out to their wives, either get it brushed under the carpet, they separate, or they get told no chance, no chance whatsoever. Or you can do it one day a week in your bedroom or whatever. We know that, and it's the vast majority of people, T-girls, have to go through that. And I find that really, really sad, but understandable, because it's a big thing for the wives to go through. But we're going to talk about how going from... um, from dipping your toes in and how we're now approaching the deep end going out. Um, we had a, a, a saying in training back when I was working, um, simple to complex. You start simple, you start easy, you start straightforward, and then you go to more complex and more challenging situations. And that's pretty much what we're going to talk about. <clears throat> um, when early on, I mean, early on when I, before I went outside, um, I wrote a poem and, um, and I adjusted it after I'd been out two or three times. Um, so I'm going to read that to you. Um, and it, it's quite, and I, I confess that I write a lot of poetry, but I might, may or may not be the best poet in the world. That's up to you. But I love them and it helps me. Um, so this, this is called I Found Myself. And it's sort of, sort of, it's about me going from 
being inside the house and not being allowed outside the front door to actually going out. I find myself closed in and locked in my mind. I see the outside world through glazed thinking and closed gates I exist. Bound by convention, the world seems elusive and dreams seem unfeasible and gender rules dictate. Let me see the future with diamonds and pearls. Away from the drab existence, I will make the break. I see a new destiny, the essence of belief. With all my heart, I found myself at last. Oh and that, take, that takes me from looking out of the window and seeing people being able to live their lives without consequence to me suddenly being able to go outside and live my life without consequence. Now, of course, there are always consequences, especially when, you, when you're doing something with, with, with other people don't either agree with or, or, or comfortable with. But, um, but this, is, this is where we're at at the moment. This is, this is where we're at in relation to coming out and, and being outside. It's an amazing feeling, and it's very, very hard to explain, as I've probably said before. Um, so how do we find a safe space? What normally happens? I mean, I, I'm on a n number of blogs um, and websites and chat rooms and everything else about transgender and cross-dressing tea girls, whatever you like to call it, whatever suits. And usually the first steps are at night and out in the car, or both. And usually you know, they'll go for a drive for half an hour and... Um, and maybe, um, and maybe they'll go overnight because it's safer. And one of the big worries is they'll get stopped or they'll have an accident. Um, and I do, I did speak to one um, woman a long time ago now, about quite a few years ago, who said she um, was stopped by the police in the middle of the night, late at night rather, and was very, very uncomfortable. She said the police treated her really, really well, but she was very, very uncomfortable. Um, in relation to that. Now, one of the things that we've got is I, I went out with Rachel for the first time in April and we went to the hairdressers, which is the safest place you can go, a woman's hairdressers, and then we went for a glass of wine in a friendly bar. And that's unusual because I've never been out of a night driving. And that's usually the first step, or often the first step. Um, what about what about you? What were your first steps? Richard? Oh my goodness! Um, well, the whole safe space thing is really interesting, and it's very key. Um, for me, it would have been back in the UK because that's when I first started going out, and it was my car for me. And I was really, really lucky because we had a, a big house with an integral garage, so I could walk through the kitchen, through the kitchen door, and into my garage. And it had an electric garage door, and we had electric gates on the drive, so literally I could get in my car already dressed so the neighbours didn't see and just hold my breath, push the zapper and the garage doors would open and the gate would open and I'd whiz out into the street and hopefully no one would see me. And I did that for quite a while and I would just go driving um, in my car. I'd sometimes stop. I remember the first time I stopped somewhere, a motorcyclist pulled in the lay-by next to me and he was peering through the window because surprisingly I had a short skirt on. Mm. Um, and that freaked me out a little bit. Um, 
it kind of then grew to, I found a local sauna in the village, well not the village, in, in the area in which I lived, and it was a gay sauna, but they did a tea girl day in the middle of the week, and I wasn't working, my wife was at work all day long, so I used to dress at home, and obviously she didn't know, so I started going to the sauna, I remember venturing up there in the car, pulled up in the car park, was too scared to get out, but I saw other tea girls arriving and they walked in, so I hurriedly went inside, and it was very relaxing, very safe, lots of tea girls, maybe 15, 20 tea girls in there, quite a few admirers, and you didn't have to get undressed, you didn't have to participate in anything if you didn't want to. There was a bar, there was a cafe, a lounge area, and it was very benign and very nice. I used to go there once a week, and I loved that. And that was a real safe space for me. Then when we moved to Spain, things kind of progressed from there, because, as you know, Carla, my dressing stopped for a while, because mm -hmm. I purged. Mm -hmm. Don't purge. Whatever you do, it's a waste of money. Anyway, sorry. Um, it's a mental thing, isn't it, purging? It's, it's a it's whole new purging. For people who don't know what purging is, we may have mentioned that before. And I've never had to. I've had, never had the need to purge because I've never had the things to purge. Oh, just don't. Do because it. I came out all at once. I threw shoes, wigs, clothes. I must have thrown a thousand pounds worth of stuff away, and it broke my heart. Anyway, that's a topic for another day. Mm. So when I came out, obviously in Spain. Um, going out and safe spaces have been less of an issue for me because I was a little bit experienced. So I've never really given it a thought. I mostly just go where I want to go without, without a second thought, to be honest. However, you mentioned getting stopped by the police. Mm -hmm. I've been stopped three times by the police, as Rachel, in my car. Once because I was speeding, which is fair enough, and I got off with it. <laughs> and I literally... I remember freezing. The Guardia Seville in Spain are quite strict. Yeah. They came up to me. It was late at night. And I thought, oh, my God, I've had a glass of wine. I thought, I'm really going to be in the shit. So I thought, okay, I'm Rachel. I'm a trans woman. Be a woman. What would I do? So I went into woman default mode. I did pull my skirt up a little bit. I did flutter my eyelids. Oh. And I got off with it. <laughs> Cliche, I know. And the worst bit was... I got pulled up again three days later by the same bloody copper in a routine check and he was very, very nice and he wanted my phone number and his name's Alex and Alex is a guy that I know in Torreveca that lives opposite my old apartment as coincidences would have it. So it's a very, very small world. Yeah. The third time I got stopped by the police was just a routine ID check and they said to me, uh, Senora, uh, your license. And I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting because it's my man picture. And he looked at it and he said, your name is Taylor. Yes, no. And I went, yes. He said, you can go. <laughs> and I went. <laughs> Imagine his thoughts. He's probably oh in the too God. hard shake as well. I just thought, he, I think the look on his face said, I can't do the paperwork on this one, so you can yeah, go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is the too hard tray. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that, yeah. <clears throat> but can I just say that the thing that you mentioned at the beginning about encouraging girls <clears throat> to go out for the first time. Fundamentally, and it's took me a while to realise this, there's absolutely nothing wrong in wanting to be a girl. No. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to be a woman. So actually, you're doing absolutely nothing wrong by doing what you're doing. 
but we think we're doing something wrong and that's why we don't want to go. And that's the mental thing, isn't it? Because because without their thought, my thought is it's everything right about being a woman. But you don't think everything that is right. before you've walked out your front door it for the fits, first time, everything fits, you're scared yeah. to go out because you think you're doing something wrong. And yeah. categorically, and, and cis women would say this as well, there's absolutely categorically, fundamentally, nothing wrong with being a woman. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be a woman. Absolutely. So we're not doing anything wrong at all. So girls, hold that in your hearts. Guys as well, because we are not doing anything wrong. So please don't feel that you are. Because for me, what stopped me going out my front door for so many years was I thought I was doing something wrong. And we're not. Mm. And the guilt, isn't it? You feel guilty. There's a guilt feeling sometimes that, that, that you, you almost like there's a perversion, like oh, this, they're weird. And, and you often hear the term, no, I've never heard it, but I've seen it on, on social media, freak and weirdo, and this, that, and the other, well, you know, we'll, 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 we'll come, come to that one day, about those types of people, but in general terms, there is nothing wrong, and it's everything is right, in relation to what we, the way we feel. No one person has the right to tell you how to live your life, so don't let them, it's your life, you do, as long as you're not causing harm to anybody, it's your life. I mean, the the going out in public for me was helped by the fact we had COVID, and I think we've probably mentioned this before. But when you have a mask on, it can cover your face and cover a million sins, you know. And and it is it isn't a, a lot of the time uh, your face can give you away, but also you know there's other things that can give you away. But your face, you can feel comfort in the masks. And when the masks started, the mask rules in Spain have been really severe. And when the mask rules started dropping, I felt vulnerable to a certain extent. But that quickly passed. Um, we went to the first bar I went to, was a so-called LGBT-friendly bar, uh, a Venezuelan bar. And it was very friendly. And it was... Marketed almost as that on Facebook, isn't it? It's, it's sort of lots of... Well, their logos in the yeah. LBGT colours, isn't it? Yeah. And when they were shut, they recommended another bar who they knew the owner of, which we also now go to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were safe. And for most of the time I've been out, they were the places we went to. But then once Benidorm happened, <laughs> and we went, and I know Benidorm was in a, was 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 Pride, <clears throat> but there's a lot of it's a big place, and a lot of the place, a lot of places we went to weren't Pride, and it was during the day. Four days in Benidorm, and then nowhere is off limits. Trust me. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, and and we've also been to Benihoff uh, and Alicante, and we've been everywhere, and 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 in, 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 in general. Not on, on specific days, uh, Pride days, or to specific bars, just normal bars. And we found people have been welcoming. And we found also, not only welcoming that, I, my thought before I came out, so if I go and sit in the bar outside and start eating, people will look who will want to go to that bar and think, I'm not sitting in that bar because they're there. And it's completely the opposite. The opposite. In Alicante, we went in that one bar and it filled the place. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And, and okay, they were probably all around the old men, but that's beside <laughs> the point. At least he had some customers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and, and that, that's the thing. I mean, it's not just going to bars, though, and going out and about. I've made a little note here about changing rooms. Going into women's changing rooms is quite daunting, and you can't do it dressed as a man. So you have to take women's clothes into the male changing rooms. But in fairness, I found in Spain, a lot of them are, are multi-gender. The toilets are multi-gender. A lot of the uh, um, changing rooms are multi-gender. So Spain are ahead of a lot of people. You, you see a lot of um, a lot of arguments and criticisms in the UK, particularly about we can't have multi-gender toilets. Well, they've been happening in Spain for... Do you know, I think the whole thing about the toilets has been blown out of all proportion and it's propaganda. I have never, ever had an issue in a ladies' toilet, either in the UK or in Spain, Mm. as Rachel. And I've talked to women in the toilets. I'm very outward going. Obviously, I'm quite tall in the heels. I'm not as tall as you, so I stand out. But you do wear high heels. I do wear high heels, and I've always had compliments. I've had girls say to me, I love your lipstick, what one are you wearing? Your foundation's amazing. Where did you buy your shoes from? Oh my God, you look gorgeous. That's the comments I get in the ladies' toilets from the other girls. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm quick in and out still, because I still have a little bit of apprehension. Oh, I put my lip here. I'll go to the loo and I'll go and stand. I wash obviously wash my hands afterwards, mm-hmm. and I'll stand in front of the mirror and I will put my lippy on. Yeah. I will check my makeup, and I love it when another girl walks in because what I do is I smile at them and go hello or hola as we do in Spain. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're not quite sure; they might say nothing, but most of them do. I think what freaks cis women out with trans girls is they pick up on our fear. Oh my God, I shouldn't be in here. I'm doing something yeah, wrong. We put this charade yeah. of fear up. They then see that fear and think we're doing something wrong and they pick up on the wrong emotion. Maybe. So I, I head it off by being positive and a big smile and get me lippy out and I'm one of them. I'm one of the girls. Yeah. And they know I'm one of the girls and there's no threat. I'm there to be for a reason like they are and it's never an issue. Yeah. I mean, where, where are we allowed then? Where, where can we go? Is there anywhere you won't go? Well, I'm not allowed to go into my house dressed as Rachel, hence the apartment. Yeah. Or probably, as you say, a mark. Again, well, we talked about an exclusion zone, that which I last year did the Falklands War, but oh we've got, we have an exclusion zone where uh, we live, don't I we? wouldn't, in the middle of summer, in Benidorm or here where we live in Torre Vecca, I would not walk into a football bar with a load of British drunk males dressed as Rachel unless I wanted to have a bit of hassle. Yeah. And that's that's where I live. There's a lot of British people, still mainly Spanish, but there's a lot of British people, and a lot of the bars are British orientated. They're drunk. I mean, I know I won't go local either for obvious reasons, but there are other areas like that where there are British bars. Or, well, you never have an English bar in Spain, do you? It's always an Irish bar because an English bar attracts the wrong type of person. Exactly. Um, Irish bars, Irish are friendly the world over, there's no issue. Drunk England supporters or British football supporters in football shirts at two o'clock in the afternoon in Spain is, and you walk in there in, in, in your high heels, mini skirt and stockings or suspenders, or whatever, you're going to create. But isn't that the same with women in general? Of course it is. Yeah. So, you, a woman walks into a bar, well, there's a football a match on. 
no, that's Sorry. the English woman, the Irish woman, oh, and the, no, that's Sorry. the Jew. No. <laughs> woman walks into a bar. You're not going to say it by the long face, are you? you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> not that one. Okay. I thought you were going off on somewhere. Is that, is that your little... No. Is that your little hint? Have I forgotten the little hint? I've got it written down here. The woman walks into the bar. Oh, just being a devil. Oh, you little devil. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but Benidorm's full of those bars, though. But you seem to be feel safe in Benidorm, don't you? You do. Isn't that funny? Uh, lots of lots of men in football shirts. But they're not drunk. <coughs> not in the ones we were in. Well, well, not in the ones we were in, though, because you know where to go, don't you? But that's the thing, isn't it? They're the only, probably, the only places where you might feel a little bit intimidated. But then again, it, it's all in the mind, a lot of it. I mean, our friend Penny that we've met over here, Yeah, she's driven back to England through the Channel Tunnel as Penny. <laughs> and she's flying to Washington in December as Penny from Spain. In full regalia. Yes. So she's going to do an aeroplane, customs, security, yes. passport control, and in America, and back to Spain. And we do know of other people, well, based on, on I mentioned um, Hannah McKnight's website, which is brilliant. Um, we, we've seen people through that, and through other, um, uh, Cross Dress in Heaven is another one. People on there have, have said they've flown, and um, I, I find that quite amazing because when I flew to the UK a couple of weeks ago, they didn't have the electronic passport checks there. It was all done visual, and that would be interesting. I think I men we mentioned that possibly before as well, but that would be interesting. Um, and there's a few issues over that at the moment with passport checks anyway, because Spain are making a specific effort to stamp every passport in and out, which we got. Um, I think they're trying to make a point. Um, but now the mask rules are lifting and we've been out this afternoon shopping and we've had no... We still get the looks, I suppose, but we don't. I don't notice I'm them I'm less anymore. aware of them now. We don't get, no. You don't get hostility. But also, honey, our makeup's getting better, our wigs <laughs> are getting better, our dress sense is getting better and we were, we're blending in better. Yeah, yeah. And it's and confidence, to be honest. Um, if you're confident stepping out... And we, we, we say that to anybody who has the opportunity to step out. Um, if you're confident stepping out, it takes away a lot of the issues that you may come up with, um, because to be, to, because it just doesn't ha it just doesn't happen. It's nothing's ever as bad as the fear that 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 you get to start with. Um, I'll just add on that, honey. Somebody told me long time ago, eighty percent of what you worry about never happens. And I think what you just said is exactly that. We cause the issues because we think there's a problem. And I'll go back to what I said before. We're not doing anything wrong. And if you can get that in your head, it will help you. So we've got a couple of minutes left. And I'm going to ask the question. I'm throwing this on your toes. What, what, what next then? You've mentioned an aeroplane trip. Is that next for you or... Oh my you God! Know, I wouldn't that be amazing? Do, that. I, do you know what I'd love to? And but I don't think I'd be allowed to in January somehow. <laughs> I yeah. I want to go on a cruise, um, mm. and I'd like to fly. I would like to do everything I've ever done in man mode as Rachel. Yeah, and I don't see why I can't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't want to go to the football match, do you? Apart from the football match, no. I didn't go to one as more, as, as the male mode me either. No, no. Well, then, um, yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's 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 your problem. I went to a cricket match though, but I don't fancy doing that either. It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
it's just because you don't understand the rules. You and your silly square points and your off breaks, and you haven't the clue, have you? <laughs> and there's a World Cup semi final tomorrow. I bet you didn't know that, did you? No, no, no. no. What's there that for? Ladies' darts? Cricket. Oh, is it? Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> anyway, that's. Well, so we're coming to the end now, and, and um, thank you very much for listening. If you've got anything you'd like to add to this um, coming out um, and uh, finding a safe space, we're now at a point where there's probably, certainly in Torrevieja, there's nowhere we, we wouldn't go. So Not I don't really. think there's anywhere no. we wouldn't go. Um, we've been welcomed in all the bars and all the shops and all, all the, the spaces, cafes, shopping centres, petrol stations. Never had a but. In fact, today they were coming over to us. Can I help you? Can I help you? And, mm-hmm. You know, not an issue. And that was everyone. Um, in fairness, every single shop assistant we went into was a woman. Would that but be, even the men are fine with it. Yeah, it? we've not had an issue with that. No. But in general, I'm talking about the shops we go into are women's shops, aren't they? They're, they're clothes shops. And, yeah. And makeup. We went went in to, to buy some um, makeup today, and and Skin they they care. come over. Yeah, yeah. They um are very 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 um, lovely. To well, I went into that one shop, Kiko. I yeah. told you about. It's a big brand out here, uh, K I K O in Milan. I don't know if they sell them in the UK or elsewhere, but I'm sure they do. They are trained in multi gender aspects of facial makeup. All of their staff. And every single one of their staff is a makeup artist. And I've been in and I've been completely honest with them. And they took me for the whole thing from male to female about what I need. So if you want makeup tips, Kiko, K-I-K-O, it's expensive, but you get what you pay for. But the staff are brilliant. And on that note, we'll finish because we're right at the end of our time limit on this um, podcast. I'll just leave you with one, um, one quote. Remember, I didn't realise who I was until I stopped being who I wasn't. Love to you all and hope you're listening and um, talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye. Hasta luego.